What's up, people? How you doing? This broadcast is uh, titled Majestic Game. I just felt like having a conversation with you. The more I do this, the better I'll get. The more content that I can um, produce that at the end of the day, what my motive is, is to resurrect the black deities connect the African diaspora through scholarship and scholarship has two components the educational and the economic and so the concept and idea is to build a community around a social ecosystem such as black coin why not it's a perfect asset. It's scarce just like Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin has 21 million coins. And that's absolute. And that gives it its value. And it's a motive in exchange. So I can send you Bitcoin no matter where you are in the world. And you can then transfer that cryptocurrency into your fiat currency no matter if you're in India China or wherever it is you are as long as there's a means of exchange so if people have it they can accept it and they can exchange it for other products and services as long as people are willing to accept it as a means of exchange and the more people who are willing to accept it adds value to the currency and adds benefits because with people comes resources so I can now get my plumbing done with a plumber I mean with Bitcoin or you know I can order things off of Amazon with Bitcoin so the more places that I can use this currency the more value it has for me and the more people that will obviously adopt it and begin to use it and that increases the value of that particular currency and there's there's at least a thousand fiat currencies in the world others more valuable than others and that is depending on how many people are using it how popular it is and how scarce it is how liquidable it is so what dogecoin what we learned from the reddix community is the power of the people people being able to organize around a mission to add value to something that gives value to everybody who actually is involved so unlike network marketing when you invest that initial investment into the business which makes a lot of sense you do have to make any initial investment in any business you have to get product you need to need something to exchange so 
a lot of companies form their network marketing communities around specific health food or healthcare products because the scheme of things works, but in order to legitimize the scheme, you need a product. Well, these are the days before network marketing. And the funny thing is, is that I learned about Bitcoin. I was introduced to Bitcoin back in about 2010, 2011-ish. And uh, I would say about 2010 at a investment club that spawned from a network marketer who we had made an investment into, I think, Petro America. And then we had we started investing in gold and silver. I remember it was a uh, network marketing company called SilverSnowball.com or something like that. And um, I was definitely looking into a way to actually invest into silver and gold in billions. And so that was like an easy way for me to get involved. And uh, ultimately, um, we all made an investment where um, we wanted to find out. I think that investment was in a currency, uh, the Iraqi dinar. And, you know, I remember we would meet pretty much uh, um, like every other Tuesday or every Tuesday, something like that. And um, the group grew, you know, guys who invested and wanted to know the news and had news about whether Petro America was was going to um, increase in value or how much. Because everybody was waiting for this, this grand... Um, going public type thing or deal where suddenly the investments that we made would increase significantly invest in value at some point in time in the near future and so specifically I remember the Iraqi dars, dinar the Iraqi dinar is really when the group started growing um, but I know that was in the early in the, in the group in the phase of the group but that group it spawned from network marketers. And eventually that network marketing company kind of diminished. And those who had made these investments kind of stuck around. And it was me and Antoine for a while. And then Antoine started invested. I mean, uh, inviting some of his friends back. And, you know, I would invite some of my friends here and there. But, I mean, it was predominantly... A network of his people so um, I remember that we we got involved in an investment called uh, the ultimate cycler which was a more of an internet program right and you start with $25 and you work with your group and you get a certain particular training practice package when you invest that that $25 right um, you get access to a, um, a library of uh, of um, information to help you develop your own online uh, marketing um, platform for whatever it is that you do so it was something that was more of a general thing general educational thing so that you can use these uh, marketing devices for an example uh, they would have um, let's say templates for um, capture pages 
um, they would have um, uh, videos that talked about techniques on how to capture information and um, you know the inform you know how people um, what people need to engage them and how to build tunnels and all these different things so things that you really do need to know in order to really develop a website and be able to cater to the audience and what you want to capture and serve over time and really what that those trains was really trying to say is that you want to really um you know build your website with purpose you want to build your website with the purpose of capturing that person's that visitor's information because that visitor is most likely not going to return if you did not capture their information so you need to capture the information in, and then from there you market directly to that person your talent your product and your service your package and give that person a, a good reason to say yes i will accept that product so these marketing strategies that they were teaching um was very important so at 25 dollar level you would get a certain a certain uh access or amount of access then from there you would then build your business in order to build a business you need others involved into your company you need a corporation you need company like i need some good company well it, good company are people who ultimately are helping you build towards your goals and objectives that you have in common you see what i'm saying so if me and my friend chance we're both in a water restoration you know he may be doing his business i'm doing my business but at the same time we've helped each other in different ways unique ways you know what i mean i've helped in more of a hands-on he's helped more of in uh enable me to learn a trade in something that i wouldn't have not learned in, in if i had not met him so the trade-off some to some may not appear even but it really is when you look at the grand scheme of things you know what i mean so i thank god for you know having someone that significant in my life you see what i'm saying so the point i'm trying to make is is that that is that relationship sometimes you have that relationship that's built for a specific purpose and so that's really what this website is about there's plenty of places where you can go and you can um you can socialize on the internet i mean for me it feels kind of empty you know i i don't feel good spending more than and i would say more than 30 minutes really on on instagram I don't really feel good anymore, really. I, I, I've been training myself not to even really log into Facebook. Because if you can't speak your mind and you have to censor and police yourself on how you truly want to express yourself, then it's no even bother to really do it if you can't do it on that platform. Because that's their platform. It makes perfect sense. We have to agree to the terms and conditions. So this is the reason why we have to, I encourage, and I'm leading by example, and been doing this, is building our own platforms. And the birds of a feather will flock together. Those who are meant to kind of congregate with you, work with you, devise with you, 
playing with you, those people will flock together. Birds of a feather flock together because they'll feel the same way. You know, I mean, I'm thinking about like very often when I'm on Instagram, no, no disrespect to anybody who likes Instagram or able to use Instagram for, the bit, for their benefit. But I do a lot of observation, and I'm I'm pretty private with mine. I don't care about having a lot of followers because I know there's infiltrators. I know that there's hackers. Knowing that people are trying to get our data, information, and trying to really pry in our lives. And more importantly, really what it is is people that are close to us. Betrayal is not done by someone who's a stranger. Most often it comes from people who you love and you have given so much. That's why you feel so betrayed. It's like, man, how could you, <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you know what I mean? It just don't even make sense. So, you know, we don't really always need to advertise our lives. Because unless it is creating some type of benefit, then you're really creating more harm than it is really helping. Because it's making people have a reason to envy you have a reason to question you have a reason to wonder why is this happening to you and not them and the simple question is is this is what i ask myself sometimes to perpetuate myself into doing some of the things that i have imagined that i have prescribed for myself and number one is to get knowledge getting the knowledge and the information that lead to eternal life meaning that you know, number one, internally, internal, eternally really means perpetual life, life that regenerates because there is no natural thing that lives forever. Even the stars have its birthday and its date where they disperse. So, so with even the nature of our universe, there's an hourglass with a time that we do not know that's in it. And what we can do is we can care for our bodies, care for this wonderful carnal design that the creator in which our family tree originates has given us an opportunity to be and exist in this time and space. My God, what greater is this? I don't care what another man can promise. Nothing you can promise is greater than what God has already ordained, has already made, has already revealed to us. And so we have to get a grasp of, of our lives in reality because as an African-American man, as an African-American man, as a child of the diaspora, I'm looking at the world and I understand why our third eye has been callousified has been blown off just like the nostrils and the serpents has been blown off most of our afrocentric relics that gives us time in history and puts us in perspective of who we are as a people we know who did it but we are afraid because we do not want to offend joseph so we live in a state of fear without recognizing what the fear is and that it even exists. And we live in a state of conscious cognitive dissidence, meaning that we even know 
We know that we are under attack. We know that there's a war. We see that there is a uh, a compromise of history to hide the fact and the truth about the Afrocentric perspective. The Nino brothers are not included in the history books about ushering uh, Christopher Columbus to the to the Americas. Why? Because they were from Africa. That is an omission of history, and that is a mission of truth, and that is deception by omission. And so we are on a mission to piece back together the black deities, which we call gods, but these are deities. These are representative of divine providences, divine principles. These are projections that are supposed to give us an incentive to aspire higher in our human evolution, in our human existence. Meaning that we are supposed to be continuing to be improving and exhibiting our art and our knowledge in our art and our craft. And this is not done for our own ego. It is done to preserve the truth about history for the next generations, the generations far ahead. Because there is an attack on human history on this planet Earth. And we have to question ourselves, why? Why would there be such a campaign to distort real human history? And it and it's because of something as stupid as the color a person has been born into the planet Earth. And it has nothing to do. Can you imagine if you had, if what we call God had a face and life is coming into the Earth that has been designed to survive below the fertile crescent in the sun belt of the planet Earth in the tropics, between the tropics. You notice they call it the tropics of cancer? Because below that, that line is where they catch cancer. And so they have marked the Earth and shaped the Earth around a skin condition. And that is a huge mental illness that is invading the planet earth and that needs to be resolved through what re-education scholarship and that scholarship has to be entwined with economics social economics and this is the opportunity that blockchain technology has offered the world at this point in time and it's important that the black community become familiarized with what this asset, this digital asset is. And so for those of us that know, we need to what? Flock together, get organized in a way where we can then disseminate this information in a methodical way that enhances people socially and economically. And this is true power, this is true freedom. It has to have a balance of knowledge and economic power. We have Dr. Umar Johnson sweating, tossing water over his head in a gym, painting, 
writing programs. And I empathize for the man. I see how crazy he may look to the common man because I see that too. But at the same time, I was him in the community center trying to rehab, trying to organize black people in the black community. And this is not, this is something, this is like hoarding egos. I would say hardened lions, but lions know how to survive. We're, as a holistic people, we are not surviving in a way what we think. We take pride in the wrong things. We seek affirmation, validation in the wrong things. We are following in the footsteps of a people walking down a dark, shallow, demented path in which if we follow their footsteps, we will end up doing the same things, getting the same results. But if you knew about what the word, for an example, if we look into the scriptures, into the revelations, and I'm just going to speak off of the top of my head, but you know about the four horsemen. You know about the red horseman. He came raging with war. Right? You know about the white horse. He came raging. He came warring. You know about the black horse. He had scales in his hands. And then the and then the pale horse, he came warring. So when we look at these metaphors, just in the most simple and basic forms, because they have various different meanings on various different levels, but in the most simplistic form, it's telling you the black horseman represents balance, judgment, order, justice, We are not here to come and have a pissing contest about whose father is greater than whose father. We see that as immature. We don't see that as alpha. I don't give a French toast what the females may think. There's some affairs where men must talk amongst men, just as there's some affairs women must discuss among women. And then there's affairs that we unite with our women. And there's structure and order is what the male is supposed to represent, whether she or the children like it or not. And we, we're supposed to be doing, we're supposed to be good shepherds, of course. We're not supposed to be ruling with the iron fists, distorting the quality of life for, the, for those in our possession. Those under our care. We're supposed to be working hard to build a great life for ourselves. Cain went off into the city of Nod. He found him a wife and had a child and named him Enoch and then he built a city and named it after his son. These little metaphors are to tell you what a man's aspirations in life are really when we just break it down in three sentences wife kid and build up your community 
but we living in a in a in an environment in an arena where only one aspect of our brain has been activated where we're living in survival mode fleeting fighting each other when even when we've been given resources we'll squander it just to show off just to end up in the same position that we did before we even got the resources and that is true slavery it's just in the mind you can capture a large wasp put it in a jar fill it with smoke sedate the wasp and then set it free it'll climb back into the jar once its will has been broken in a certain way you don't need chains anymore and that's what it is they want they want us to be their specimen they're even saying that we will be we want the right to be able to intervene into your flesh alter your blood the blood of your children these times are the metaphors of the bible because they're trying to perpetuate their great deception and keep their rule going these great horsemen only one out of four the horsemen represent peace mani nao pendo So this is what we do here at Black Swan TV. It's too much to write. When we write, it keeps going on and on and on and on down a rabbit chair. So I'm talking, and I'm, a lot of times I'm talking in a raw form just so that I can get the content up and move on. I have a book that I'm working on called Resurrection of the Black Gods Within. And this is the essence of what this whole mission is all about. Isis, that's the Greek's word for Asar. She was commissioned to travel the now, to journey the now, to find her husband's body parts. And then she used African magic, or they simplified as black magic, but it's the knowledge of the ancestors to resurrect the priest and the priestesses to resurrect Osiris. So really what they use is they use the knowledge, the body, the knowledge dispersed across Africa, being pieced together about our deities and what they represent the symbolism that they represented the allegories of their stories piece these things back together to resurrect them for the future generations for Haru right so that she can have life into the future to redeem his father's throne by his uncle 
See, he was related. They were related. Seth, the God of foreigners, the foreign God. He represents the foreign. See, he had the long, snouty nose. He was nosying around in their business, trying to find out. You see, in Genesis 2, where it says, and it was gold there, and the gold again. Yeah, they was, this is, these are the rivers leading into Ethiopia from Assyria. Asera. And they were, uh, we know that they were uh, uh, a vicious, mighty kingdom. And we know the demographics of what they look like. And we know that these two great kingdoms clashed. And this is, they clashed at the axis point of Egypt, which we call Kemet, the Black Lands. It's very simple. And this, this kingdom was developed and it was given military authority. It became kings of kings to protect the gateway inside of Africa. Because that was the only gateway inside of Africa. That's the only way you can get in and out of Africa on land, on foot. Herdsmen travel in and out of here through ages. This is how the whole diaspora, the original diaspora, the natural diaspora happened. so much beautiful history this is how it, the Asians got the way they look this is where Indians got their, their concepts and spices and ideas papyrus was sold into these kingdoms from the Canaanites and the, and from the Canaanites from the Kemetic people from the Sudanese people we, they was called the Nubians at the time and they blew the noses off of these people to take the breath of life from these people so that they can inherit the, the, the goods and the wonder that they found in this beautiful land. Because they were from a land that was damn near a barren. They had to have, they had to use the rain as agriculture. Instead of in the south, we use floods, the flood season, the flood season. This is why I said, and God had not caused it to rain, but a mist came up from the ground and watered the garden, watered the earth. It's because in, in the Sudan, in the Nile River Valley, the, the people that live there even now live there in the same way they did th then. They have mastered the flood seasons where it gets so dry, the liquid is consumed from the, from the clouds. But in the morning dew, the springs come alive and then vegetation grows around the springs and then animals and birds and insects are attracted to that for the season. It's called the flood season but the flood that was detrimental to the African lands is the same flooding that is occurring now and that is the flooding of foreigners bringing their ways specifically their rituals, their ideologies their concepts, their doctrines their methods their practices of contracts and 
treaties that they ultimately renege on because their homage are based off of their skin complex and not on their word and we know that a man is his word and God is the word and this is why a man's word is supposed to be his binding tie because it is it's majestic but see with the invention of paper this power has lost its authority we have been desensitized but in the subconscious it is still real whether we acknowledge it or not knowledge is the power that leads to perpetual life and they gave it to us they said that that he sent Adam back to the land from which he was taken least he put out his hand and take of the tree of life and eat of it and live forever so the deity that we call Lord there who they, they flipped the script. We don't understand, but they flipped the script. Seth flipped the script. And he wanted to, of course, make his story the narrative. But our people, right brain thinking people with empathy with creativity, with natural immunity and inspiration from the sun. We think differently. And this is the reason why the two have not been able to coexist peacefully and cooperatively because we don't understand ultimately the root cause of why we are operating the way we are because we are a one body supposed to be operating as one mind but we operating as two mind frames right versus left and divided we are conquered but united we are the word the will of the most high the consensus not the censorship cancel culture where you end up living in a dome not even a bubble a, a, a very one-sided reality thinking you're protected but you're limited in your capacity by a lot so in conclusion I need to just give you a bit of what Black Swan TV, BlackSwanRadio.com is all about. Because it's hard to put these things in the text. We living in a text generation. Our children, Texas, I'm like, no, no, no. We got you gotta come see me. Because this is this this ain't text ain't real. People ain't even take the time to read the text. They skim through it. They see what they want to see through in the text. No, we got to talk face to face. We need to do business like human beings. 
And so we got to remember that. Remember meaning put it back together. Piece back together. This is the mission. The piece back together. The knowledge that's been hidden in the Bible. That's the knowledge that's been hidden from history. And be able to piece it together for the next generation. For Haru. And it takes Asar, Isis, in your mind frame, in the Greek European mind frame, to go on a journey to piece together Osiris. See, a modern woman would not have taken that journey. She'd tell you straight, I don't need him. I ain't got time for all of that. I ain't that just too much. That is the grace of the goddess that is being exemplified in the story. These women just call themselves the goddess and don't nobody tell her that she ain't. Who you think that you're going to have a decent quality golden years, golden age? Our youth is working towards our golden age. This is what the ancestors is trying to tell us and demonstrate it. They've been saying, hey, just showing and telling, buddy. We can't just tell because people entwine lies. We did that. We started out storytelling. Then we started putting it on papyrus. But then they, what they do is they bankrupt us. African nations, they constantly do it and they do it on purpose. They bankrupt you. They go out and they find a way to make it cheaper. See, the reason why the pyramids went from the small size they were in the Sudan in the kingdom of Nubia to the large size of King Khufu's and his son's reign was because of the papyrus that they were selling. They had an industrial revolution. They was able to pay, not enslave, pay people to come. They call Freemasons now because they were working with brick. They made concrete. Brick workers. The brick workers chiseled the arts and knowledge inside the tombs. This was the life work of the king for the preservation of his afterlife, which is us. Those with a sense of presence on the planet Earth thousands of years later so that we can piece this stuff together to defend off the damage of the Hissocks and the and the Greeks and the Romans and the Brits and the Italians. And the Hispanics, the Goths, the Barbarians, the Vikings, the Huns, the vicious brew, the Assyrians being dispersed and rebranded he who fight and war amongst himself will fight and war against anyone and we operating from two opposite brain forms not understanding of course they're going to kill the sun god and personify it as themselves if if it's below the tropic of cancer because it causes cancer 
How can they pay homage to it? They need to pay homage to something that they can identify with. And what better is it for themselves? The problem is we became their subjects. And then we became subjected to their perspective. And that is the easiest way to clarify, make that clear. Make that known and evident that you are under the spell of a framework that is not even natural for you. And we're not saying that it is required to abandon. We're saying it's required to recognize this, especially as an adult. Because their methods are intensifying. We need to liberate. We need to put action to. What is it? Akoben. Akoben. El Dilka for call to action. So with that said, Amani Na Pindo. Peace and love. Keep the faith. God bless.